Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 84 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for a new day to learn more of you and your ways. Draw us closer to you through your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's see what's happening in John chapter 16. Jesus is talking to his disciples. He was giving them some final words, words they need to hear so they could weather the storms ahead. He talked about his departure and how the Holy Spirit would come to them and it was to their benefit. The Holy Spirit would convict people of their sins, teach them about righteousness and judgment and guide them into truth. He continued to tell them, but they were sorrowful. Their sorrow then would one day turn into joy. We can imagine they didn't quite understand what he was telling them. I'm sure we wouldn't have understood either. We have the benefit of knowing he already rose from the dead, but they hadn't experienced it yet. In verse 33, he said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world, you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration, but be of good cheer. Take courage, be confident, certain, and undaunted. For I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Such great news. He has deprived the world of its power to harm us. We probably need to read this verse over and over again. Jesus said we are gifted his peace and confidence. We may be given things, but we don't always allow ourselves to receive them. There are so many reasons to lose our peace these days. However, when we do, God cannot use us. Our hearts are unreachable. He is always with us, but he cannot get through to us because our emotions are in chaos and his will and purpose go unfulfilled. Jesus went on to say that we will meet with trouble and difficulties, distress and frustration. So how do we not get distressed when we are frustrated and meet those difficulties and troubles? And his answer is simple. While it may be simple, it may not be easy. He tells us to be happy, courageous, and confident. We can choose to put on happiness, courage, and confidence. We can press in and ask God to calm our emotions and remind us just how great he is. We can give our distress to the Lord and let him replace it with perfect peace, the peace that Jesus came to grant us. He is victorious and victory covers our lives. It is our right to claim Jesus' victory and walk in it. Let's claim it today. Well, let's see what Paul is writing about in Ephesians chapter 5. Paul tells the Ephesians to imitate God and love others just as Christ did. He also warns them to not let immorality, wasteful living, obscenity, or indecent talk or harsh jesting be a part of their lives. He tells them to not associate with people who are involved in any of these things. And he tells them to learn and experience what pleases the Lord. In verse 15, he wrote, look carefully and worthily and accurately, not as a unwise, witless person, but as wise, sensible, intelligent people. Well, as a music lover, I love verse 19, which says, speak out to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, offering praise with voices and instruments and making melody with all your heart to the Lord. Yes, our weary and broken hearts need a daily dose, if not more of inspiration. When we are in the storms of life, it's hard to come up with our own words to praise God. But when we read the Psalms, our hearts are instantaneously lifted towards heaven. And music, well, music transforms our spirit in an instant. Music can take us from downcast to joy within seconds. Think about a song that makes you feel better within the very first few notes. For me, it's music to the movie while you were sleeping. 
It's called This Will Be an Everlasting Love by Natalie Cole. It's the movie I put on when I'm decorating for Christmas every year. In fact, I watch the movie mostly, listen to the movie, multiple times during the Christmas season. And every time I hear the beginning of that music play, my heart is lighter. Even though the work ahead is huge and heavy, my heart is just lighter. Paul writes that we should make melody with all our hearts to the Lord. That's with our whole heart, not just a little piece of our heart. This means being over the top singing and praising God to the fullest. God loves this. Our hearts love this and our minds and bodies love it too. Verse 20 tells us to give thanks to the Lord at all times and for everything. Lastly, he writes about the hierarchy of being submissive to God as Christ was and then submissive to husbands. He advises husbands to love their wives as if they were a part of himself. And we read the verse we often hear at weddings in verse 31. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and shall be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. There's beauty in submitting that I hadn't previously understood until I really began to dive into God's word. Let's see what's happening with the Israelites in Deuteronomy chapter 15. Moses tells them there will be no poor people if they listen and obey the Lord. Wow, what a tremendous blessing. He tells them they should never borrow from other nations, but there will be nations who will borrow from them. If there happened to be someone poor in their land who was their relative, then they would lend to him and help him in whatever he needed. And in the year of release, which is the seventh year, they were to let the debt go. Not only that, but if someone indentured themselves to a relative for money and worked for them, then in the seventh year, the relative was to send him away with livestock and other blessings. Send him away blessed. But if the servant didn't want to separate, then it shall always remain their servant. God shows his great love for the people as he is compassionate to them. He always had a plan to set them free from each other even. And he desires we live in freedom as well. Let's see what's happening in chapter 16. Moses continues to tell the Israelites about how they should live. In this chapter, he reminds them about the three feasts they are to keep for the Lord. The Feast of Unleavened Bread, Feast of Weeks, and the Feast of Tabernacles. Each feast was held for seven days. The Feast of Unleavened Bread was to remember how God brought them safely out of Egypt. The Feast of Weeks was to celebrate their harvest, and the Feast of Tabernacles occurs five days after the Day of Atonement and just after the fall harvest. Again, a celebratory feast. Well, let's see what Asaph writes in Psalm 84. Asaph writes a psalm much like King David did, a psalm of praise. Verse 10 is underlined in my Bible and says, For a day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. I would rather be a doorkeeper and stand at the threshold in the house of my God than to dwell at ease in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows present grace and favor and future glory, honor, splendor, and heavenly bliss. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Well, I agree with the psalmist who wrote, A day with the Lord is better than any day, even up to a thousand days anywhere else. He writes that he'd rather be a doorkeeper at God's temple and have a life of ease with the wicked. I researched what a doorkeeper was back when the psalm was written. The doorkeeper stood for hours and hours. He opened the temple gates in the morning and in the evening and closed them in the evening. He guarded the temple, making sure all who entered came in with a right heart. He watched over the treasuries, making sure the tithes and offerings were secure in God's house. There was someone constantly at watch at the temple door. It was not a life of ease, but one of hard work. However, the psalmist would still rather be wrought with these difficulties at God's door than live a life of ease with the wicked. 
He also writes, the Lord is a sun and shield and a light in the darkness of an overnight watch. A shield of protection from the danger there would have been from thieves wanting to steal the tithes and precious items in the temple. And we too have difficult tasks in this life and potential danger lurks around us as well. The Lord is our light and our shield. Not only that, but God bestows his grace and favor upon us as he did on those long ago. The psalmist tells us we have a future of glory, honor, splendor, and heavenly bliss. This is amazing to read and receive. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, thank you for showing us more of who you are as we read your word. Help us lean into you for all we need today, knowing you are our shield and our light. Keep us seeking you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.